0: You are now listening to the Here for the Truth podcast, hosted by Joel Rafidi and Erasmus Stylianessis. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 32 of Here for the Truth. This is the cutting edge podcast on all things self-knowledge, health, freedom, psychology, philosophy, and of course, truth. We have conversations with truth seekers from around the globe, people standing and speaking truth to power, and it's such a pleasure to be here with you all. And today is no different. I've got my friend, Romeo Georges, is in the house. Romeo is an everyday Australian who's gained a lot of attention through viral videos sharing his raw and candid takes on what's been happening in Australia over the course of this scandemic. He holds nothing back, and it's such a pleasure to have him here with us. Romeo man, how you doing? Very well, thank you.
1: I'm, I'm I'm honored to be on the show. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it.
0: But, yeah, no, um, it's great to have you on here. Yeah, bro. I think
1: you I, I think you your compliments are a bit over the top, John.
0: <laughs> you know, man. I gotta tell the audience something nice about you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
2: it's lucky you're not asking
1: my wife. <laughs>
0: Can I interrupt. just love that you
2: rolled up for this interview in your car, man. You're like, <laughs> I'm going to sit in my car. I'm going to kick back, relax, smoke a cigarette, and have a conversation. Yeah, because I got sick and tired of doing all my
1: interviews at home. And I've, I've currently got a studio being built. So, you know, when that gets done, I just wanted to do something different. And today was such a beautiful day that I thought I'd drive down to the local park, park my car in the car park, sit in the car and talk to you guys.
2: I love you, mean, it, you, won't, you mean you won't get arrested for doing that? No. Nah. All right. No, no, <laughs> won't get arrested.
0: In true Romeo fashion, bro, let's let's just start. Like yesterday was pretty wild, right? Ding dong, the witch appears to be dead, and then Sydney had a bit of a hailstorm, which was quite yep. quite symbolic. I felt. Um, uh, walk us through how yesterday was for you, man. Yes,
1: it it, it felt like. I'll summarize it. It's not, it's a bit over dramatizing it, but it's the way I feel. There's a, there's a, Mel Gibson directed and starred in a movie called We uh, Once Were Soldiers. And in that movie, it's about, it's based on a true story about a general that was first, an American general that was the first to step foot onto a battlefield and the last to leave. And in that movie, at the end of the the major battle of Do Do Nang was one of the first major battles the the American military fought in Vietnam. And there was a soldier just laying up against a tree. And the general at the time, played by Mel Gibson, said to him, "Um, are you okay? How do you feel? And he didn't answer anything. He just nodded his head they had won that battle, but you can see the the destruction around them. And I felt that way. I I felt it was like that, like I, like these, the new South Wales people had just won a battle, but I can still see the destruction that this battle had done and, and how much we've lost and what it's taken out of me. And I was actually speechless and I was going to cry. And that's how I felt, you know, I was overwhelmed. It was, she's done, I just did her live today and I can summarize it by saying this, Gladys was never about New South Wales. Gladys was always about Gladys. Yeah. So whatever people think Gladys did good, it was only because she was doing good for herself first and we got the crumbs. And she was able to gloat. yeah So yeah, I felt a little bit uh overwhelmed. I felt like I had just been in a major battle, and I was just so all of a sudden, I was just so tired. I was mm. just physically drained.
2: I hey Romeo you. Romeo, for for our non-Australian viewers, can you can you say who Gladys is?
1: Gladys Beriglian
2: was the uh, premier now.
1: Uh, I think in, in like the governor, the Mm. governor of California, she's the premier of, uh, we call them premiers. Uh, She's basically the leader of, of New South Wales, which is a state just like California is a state. We've got, uh, we've got seven, uh, sorry, five premiers and uh, these people run every state, but they take, they should be taking their orders from the Prime Minister, which is basically like the President, but they don't because they run their own state according to the way they believe it should be run. And uh, right now we've got some of the worst premiers, which is governors, that we've ever seen in our lives in Australian politics. They're basically dictators. And we've got a non non well, just like you guys, we've got a non-present prime minister. You've got a non-present prince president. Yeah. You know, your president is renowned for saying who, what, where, where am I, what have I done? Our prime minister is renowned for going to Hawaii. Every time <laughs> we have a major problem, our prime minister's answer to that is, I'm going to Hawaii.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. That, why do you think we we I mean, I guess if you believe in voting, we vote in the most degenerate of the bunch to lead us, you know, unless you believe that these prime ministers and presidents are selected rather than elected. But let's just say they're elected. Why? Why do we allow these incompetents to to rule to rule us, per se? Um,
1: the difference between <clears throat> I find actually the Americans with all due respect, you guys are worse than us. Because you guys, your constitution, your bill of rights is the Bible. If you touch it, you're dead. If you try to change it, you're dead. Yet you still allow these imbeciles to take power. Whereas us here in Australia, they don't teach us about our constitution.
0: But well, we don't have school. a Bill of Rights. We simply don't we have don't a, have Bill, a of Bill, Bill of Rights. Australians we don't... We have no
1: Bill of Rights.
0: It, yeah. We have nothing yeah. about our freedoms enshrined in law, un- un- mm. unlike you guys. And this is, this, this is the biggest problem. Yeah.
1: And the, also the biggest problem is Aussies are too busy. We're just too busy. Work, family commitments, work, family commitments. We just say Whatever. We go to the, and we have to vote. Unlike America, it's a, it's, it's, it's your right. Whether you want to or not here in Australia, we have to vote. It's a $50 fine. If you don't. And we still walk in and so many people don't even fill out the paper. So many people just tick whatever box and just walk off because they got to get back to doing what they're doing. They, to us, voting is, is, is not a privilege to us. Voting is a chore something that we really don't want to do because we're too busy with something else. That's why we end up with these imbeciles in charge because we don't study who they are. We don't really look at their policies. We don't care. And this pandemic has really opened up our eyes. A lot more people are learning the constitution, a lot more people are understanding their rights and a lot more people now are speaking up. So it's a blessing in disguise if you want to look at it that way.
2: Exactly.
0: No, I I, I definitely agree, man. On on some level, this is the shakeup mm-hmm. that Australia needed because we have been the most complacent of the bunch. And this totalitarian tiptoe has been able to take place under the covers, behind the shadows, right? But now oh, as yeah. a result of what's happening, the veil is kind of shaking a bit and we can kind of see the real devil that's been under the rug the whole time. Yeah. Um, let me, let me ask you this like truly do you think that change can occur through politics absolutely yeah absolutely uh it's not
1: going to be an overnight thing mm. but it can be changed if if the united states of america tore away and got its independence from england because five or six men decided that we wanted to be free and we wanted to rule our own nation. And at the time they took on the might of the world. They took on the most powerful nation the world had ever seen, our empire. And America broke free. we What's stopping us? We have the numbers. There's not just seven men or five men or what? how many men it was that joined forces. Um, We've got millions, we've got millions. And I'm not pushing the political party even though I am part of the UAP, the the United Australia party. But the reason why I went with them is these are men that want to hold on to the freedoms that so many soldiers have died for. The word digger comes from like, to explain to Americans Australian soldiers are known as diggers. Uh, and that came from the, when Australia went to war, our soldiers, the first thing they had to do once arriving onto foreign soil was dig a trench. And, and the British then would have those trenches to use. So it was the Aussies that were digging. So as, they were known as diggers. So that tells you that Australian people are built for work. We're strong, we're resilient. And we shouldn't allow basically these dictators, these communist agenda-driven politicians to try and take away from us the most fundamental thing in life, and that's freedom. And what we need to do is look for politicians such as Craig Kelly, that is the basis of the party is freedom. And that is a very good stepping stone to building other bases, building other policies. When you use freedom as the first stepping stone, that's how we can make change.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there has to be a foundation. We have to have the, 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 those basic freedoms. And I mean, <clears throat> as, as as human citizens on earth, we always have those inalienable rights. You know, that that's always with us and within us, regardless of what's happening on, on the political overlay and the political surface. But I think that you're right on on the level that um, we don't have a political party that is underpinned, that those basic freedoms should be the cornerstone, the foundation and the bedrock and should not be tampered with or moved no matter what. And we have taken that, well, they, they, they've taken us for granted, understanding the fact that we we don't have that on a constitutional level.
2: <clears throat>
1: mm-hmm. Look, I believe that... Uh... I've got a motto, a motto that I follow. You, I am not entitled to anything in this world, except happiness. From the day I was born, I wasn't entitled to have a good job. I wasn't entitled to um, marry the person that I love. I wasn't entitled to make a lot of money. I wasn't entitled to have a big house. I have to work for those. But what comes to me freely, and it's my God-given right, is happiness. And what is happiness? What is happiness is they're able to say, I'm happy, I'm free. Freedom is the basis of happiness. Yeah. So technically speaking, you're entitled to freedom. And you've got to fight for that that's the only thing you're truly entitled to nothing else free to decide how you live your life free to decide to be successful or a bum free to marry who you want free to even have a mansion or a nice little shack freedom nobody should be forced to do anything against their will
0: yeah and I, i i truly believe that in reality no one can they, they they can try they can create barriers they can persuade they can coerce but for anyone that's truly found their center um they they cannot be hypnotized and they understand the fact that no matter what they are they are always free
1: yeah i agree
2: romeo so, oh no continue no no, I'm just no i was gonna for... say what like what's like some of your background in terms of like what led you to being on the front lines and doing Instagram lives and, and fighting for our rights and for our freedoms? Like what, Yeah. what were some of your rites of passage that kind of led you to where you are today?
0: Yeah. What was the major um, catalyst that made you transition and be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going on Instagram right now. I'm speaking my mind.
1: It all started way before this pandemic. It started, it started all before this uh uh whatever's been happening in the last two years it started with the farmers mm. um we have such a rich nation our nation is so blessed with a lot of natural resources we have beautiful agricultural land that makes beautiful produce everything from beef to dairy to to to, to fruit and vegetables and I see, and I saw that our farmers were basically getting the arse end of a deal. They were being driven out to allow big corporate companies to come in and start running these major farms. And how they were driving these farmers out was drown was uh, drying them up with water. So I got heavily involved in that, and the and the the effect of pushing a farmer off the land sends a, a chain reaction with the the rural communities leaving as well because if the farmer's making money he goes into town to have a beer go to a restaurant his wife goes into town to buy a dress his kids going to town to hang out with friends once the farmer leaves the town starts to die So I started speaking to farmers and met uh, um, organizations that represent farmers. And what I found out was the sheer corruption of the government. What farmers were asking at the time for $150 million in aid to keep our farmers Australian. But the corporate world thought from somewhere in New York in a skyscraper somewhere that they could run a farm and our government was so happy to appease uh, their demands. So I remember the government through it all. When, we, when I was in Canberra at the protest with five, 6,000 farmers, they kept saying, we got no money. On the media, we've got no money to give you. And then I see COVID comes out and they've got $2.4 billion to spend with $80 million going to advertising media. And I just went, hold on, hold on a minute. If this virus was so deadly, why do you need $80 million in advertising? You spent nearly a year and a half telling me and millions of other farmers We have no money, yet now you've got $2.4 billion. Where'd you get that from? And that was the red flags that I needed. And that's where it started from. Then I started to realize and find out information exactly how corrupt our Australian government is. They don't care about us. Now that might hurt your feelings to whoever's listening, but they do not care about us. Our government does not know how to make money. Our government does not know how to invest in Australian industry, okay? Our government knows how to make money quickly. And how do you make money quickly? Selling off our assets. And they tell you, they sell it off by saying, and they make you believe by saying that it creates, um, what do you call it? it get like uh, competitiveness, you know? No, it doesn't. It doesn't, and I'll, and I'll tell everybody a perfect example. When the government New South Wales owned the roads, the highway, like the M4, the M5, it was like $2.50 to go through it, or $1.50, to, and the M4 became free after a while, because we paid it off. The second they sold it to these corporates, now you're looking at 5 bucks 50 now. How is that bringing the price down? How, how is that causing, uh, creating competition? It's not, it's lies. They do not know how to invest. They do not know how to make money for the future. They want the money now and it's wrong. Yeah. So, and, and a person like Donald Trump who invested in America who got industries working, who created jobs was abused for it. And a a person like Biden, who basically stuffed up everything Donald Trump has done, is being applauded for it. So now our governments are applauded for failure and persecuted for success. That's the society we've got now. If you believe your government cares about you, They don't give a rat's ass about you. Because, and I know I'm ranting on now, but I need to explain something to you. All of us got sucked in a few years ago when they, here in Australia, our politicians used to get a golden handshake after serving six years, all of them. They removed that, guys. They removed that and, and made a new law that only the premiers and the prime minister can get a pension when they retire. Every other politician, no longer is entitled to a pension. And we all clapped and said, yes, that's taxpayers' money saved. Excellent. And while it sounded like it was a good idea, the truth of the matter is this. Politicians, when they retire, still need to make money. So now, while they're supposedly representing the people, they're really working for big companies, big pharma, big industrial, big tech, so that when they retire they've got a cushy job on a board of directors somewhere earning a hundred thousand dollars a year for rocking up to maybe 10 meetings a year and 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 now they're basically no longer working for the american people well i'm not going to say america because i don't know the system of the americans but they're no longer working for the australian people they're thinking about i need to do what big pharma tells me i need to do what Big industry tells me I need to do what I big IT tell me because they're going to promise me a job when I retire. Yeah. Whereas when they had their pension, they were less inclined uh, inclined to do so. So it backfired in our face.
0: Yeah, man. I, this this is the nature of corruption, right? Um, and uh, and you're right, they're not. But I mean, at, at the same time, like. We spoke about this on our last episode with So Fulfilled. The personality type that is inclined to go into politics is, is it's quite psychopathic by nature. It's quite narcissistic by nature for someone to go in and be like, oh, yeah, I want to be the person that makes the decisions. I want to be the person that, that rules over others. So psychologically, this personality type already is is, is inclined towards this, this kind of corruption, um, you know? But yeah, I mean that 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 makes a lot of sense. If they're no longer getting their pension, then of course during their tenure in in their position, they are going to start taking the messages from these other companies to to continue being self served afterwards. Um,
1: well, I've got no problem, Joel, with uh, politicians that or people that want to step up to make the decisions for fellow Australians. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to. My problem is with. Um, what experience do you have? Mm-hmm. Why, for example, here in New South Wales, Hazard is a failed lawyer and a failed teacher. Why is he Minister of Health? What does he know about health? Chen, Dr. Chen. Um, yeah, you're a doctor, but just on a piece of paper. You, She's never... Um, helped anybody. She's never worked as a doctor. She has no experience in the field. These are the type of people that the UAP, the United Australia Party, we don't want. The health minister must be a doctor and not just a doctor, a doctor that's worked and is successful in his field, not failures that come in to get a job because they've failed in the corporate world. Yeah. Outside in the real world, fa- these are failures. And you'll realize quickly, and I was told by numerous politicians, 90% of politicians are as dumb as dog shit. Mm-hmm. They don't even understand. Like, look it up. In the, I'd like to know how many politicians in America can read off the top of their head the the, the Bill of Rights or, re- ta- or follow the Constitution. Uh,
2: i'd probably say zero zero.
1: (laughs) well we've got anastasia palachade who i was told personally up until about a year ago the woman didn't understand how gst the tax system works she had no idea how it works yet she was the governor of the state of queensland she did not understand how the tax system works
0: so why don't we know this information? Because obviously this is the problem. We don't care because we don't know. But if we, actually, if we actually knew how incompetent all these people supposedly pulling the strings were, then do you think that we'd care more and we'd be more imbued to actually put some energy towards flexing our own power as, as, as citizens to, to do something about this?
1: Yeah. We need to stop, as I said before, We need to stop being so consumed and so busy with our own lives and start concentrating and learning the fundamental principles of society and understanding our laws properly. We have to get educated because I'll use this for an example, say today we started teaching our constitution at schools and in 10 years time there is a you know how old are you there's a 10 year old kid who started school when he was five and from kindergarten up to um, year five or year four those three years he was learning the basic constitution rules he'll be 10 years old And he can actually argue with a politician and say, I don't agree because section two paragraph three states so and so and so and so, but you're saying the opposite. How little, how, how, how absolutely irrelevant would that politician feel that a 10 year old can argue with him? Yeah. And as you grow, you learn more. So as a 20 year old, you're not brainwashed by the left because you go, your principles do not align with the constitution. I'm sorry. I disagree. I'm not following you. This is, this is how we combat what this, this uh, way of um, just allowing anybody to enter politics.
0: Yeah. You're right. The, the issue is we, we just don't fucking know. We, we don't know at all. And even on the most simple matters, Australians will roll over and throw 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 everything into the too hard basket. We're not interested in delving under the surface and figuring out whether this is morally right or morally wrong. You know what I mean? Because we don't even question whether the rules being applied on top of us are aligned with our own morals as, as humans, you know? Mm. Uh, let's say, let's look at this,
1: right? Everybody will agree that we... We don't like child abuse. Everybody agrees. Hmm?
2: Mm-hmm. Except child abusers. I'm just, I'm just making, I was making a difference.
1: Yeah, yeah you're, you're right, except child. But everybody, everybody that's a not mentally disturbed individual believes that we must protect our children, that we are against child abuse. So my question is this. To every single parent that's in favor of injecting your child with a substance that hasn't been trialed, hasn't been tested, um, doesn't do anything at all, are you not allowing child abuse?
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. It's a we, question I
1: wanna ask, are you not allowing child child abuse?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, through their through their ignorance, be it willful or not, they are allowing child abuse, is is, is the yep. fact.
2: Yeah, but this is where it comes down to education. Like we said before, if people aren't being educated if they're just listening to what's being blasted across the mainstream news. People aren't informed enough to make these kinds of decisions. They just bow down to the white coat. Oh, the doctors know best. They know everything. And they won't even go the next step of going, hmm, this thing was fast-tracked. What's in this thing? How does each ingredient in this thing make me or my child healthier? Like it just takes a couple extra steps and maybe a few hours of investigation to come to the conclusion that it's a bunch of fucking bullshit. But unfortunately, people don't do that for all the reasons we were talking about. Too busy, out of the time, blind faith, blind trust, whatever the case may be.
0: Well, we, 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 we assume that yeah. these people care about us. We assume that the government cares about us. And I think that we, we assume that because inherently, we're afraid of taking the responsibility to find out ourselves. Laziness. Yeah.
2: laziness, laziness Laziness and excuses, because people can find the time to be honest. uh, You can be working 50, 60, 70 hours a week, but just think about how many, how many hours someone's watching the game, how many hours someone's on Facebook or Instagram, how many hours someone's out shopping. You can find the time, unless you're working 150 hours a week, like you can find the time. It's just a matter of priorities and what really matters and what you really care about.
1: Uh, I agree 100% with that. But here in Australia, we've got a saying called, she'll be right, mate. Mm. She'll be right, mate. And that was great. That's a great saying. But when it comes to politics, that's one saying you never, ever say. Okay? She'll be right, mate, that you didn't put enough wax on your surfboard. She'll be right. Right? She'll be right, mate, that you probably... Um, ordered a large Big Mac meal and got a, and got a small fries. She'll be right, mate. Okay. (laughs) She'll be right that you've just blown your, 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 um, water intake hose in your radiator and you've duct taped it. She'll be right, mate. When it comes to Australian politics, that is one thing you can never say. She'll Mm. be right. Because the second you say she'll be right in Australian politics is the second your freedoms will be stripped away from you in a heartbeat. We need to stop saying she'll be right when it comes to Australian politics. We need to stop saying she'll be right when it comes to our life. Once we do that, then we can say, we can truly
2: roll up our sleeves and say, let's do this. Yeah what have you seen Romeo in the last 20 months uh, and regarding changes in the Australian people, like when it started versus now, because there's this big change that happened in new South Wales with Gladys. I don't know what her last name is. She, did she resign over corruption? Is that the exact thing that happened? And like, yeah. And, and then in, Mel- in Melbourne, more people are, are, are protesting and, and rising up so what have you noticed even in conversations with people that have shifted now versus let's say you know five months ago six months ago
1: well now the realization is you lied that's basically every single person whether they've been jabbed or not jabbed have realized you lied To the people that were promised freedom, if they got jabbed, they were lied to. To the people that haven't taken the jab, when they said to us, we are not mandating it, we were lied to. So the common feeling is now, whether you believe in this or not, we were lied to. And now anger is starting to bubble to the surface, discontent. Because you lie. You lie. Right now, every single person that took the jab should be out, traveling all over the world, going to interstate, while the unjab should be stuck. But they're not. We are all still in the same hellhole that was promised to us if we took the jab. So it's irrelevant. There are still people at home now who took the jab who can't work. It's not because of the unjab people. It's because of the government lying through their teeth because they want to make money. And the jab is money. And I was saying this a year ago or two years ago. Everything is about money. So there's a big awakening now. The awakening happened because of the anger, the lies. That's basically it.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, mm. it's crazy to think how after all of this, and you're right, you know what I mean? People have been lied to, and I hope people understand that they have been lied to. But at the same time, we see many around us that are just complacent with being lied to over and over and over again. Um and that, that just, that just, it just it shocks me beyond belief how, for the most part, I feel like what I see is that people aren't outraged, equivalent to what has actually been done to them.
1: Fee. Fee. Fee, I don't want to bring attention to me. Mm. Well, you know what? What are they going to do anyway? I've been speaking up now with many, many others such as yourself, Joe the worst thing they did to me was taking my gun license. Coppers come to my house. I offer them coffee. The worst thing that was done to me was basically people spreading rumors about me that I've been arrested and um, the, the federal police, which is like the FBI in America, are after me. None of that's true. Because here in Australia, you can't touch me. As long as I don't say that I'm going to kill someone, shoot someone, which I've never said, um, they can't touch you. you got to understand that you are untouchable. Freedom of speech is still alive and well here in Australia. Use it. It's a tool. Use it. Yeah. Now, i got my guns taken away from me for saying in one of my posts, the next son of a bitch that tells me he has a friend of a friend of a friend that had COVID. I'm sick and tired of trying to educate him. I'm gonna punch the son of a bitch in the mouth. They thought I was a danger to society and they took my uh, gun license away. Said fine, take what you want. But on the same day, Alan Jones said, we should take a baseball bat to these politicians. Nothing happened to him. Mm. He wasn't approached by police in his statement. It's about f- making us scared. Stay scared, we will control you. Rise up, you'll be arrested. Well, I haven't been arrested. I haven't been approached by the federal police. Coppers come to my house to ask me about protests my answer to that is I don't know anything and they leave. Some of them I've served them coffee because even the coppers know they can't hold me for my beliefs. They can't use that against me. They can't stop me from talking, from talking up, speaking up. But a lot of people believe that if they speak up, they'll be arrested, which is a lie.
0: Absolutely, man.
2: You think, do you think people fear, they don't fear like being arrested as much as they fear what their mom, their dads, their cousins, their friends, their sisters, their, their hairdressers, and all these people around them in their inner circle are going to think as opposed to like, oh no, they might take me away and put me in prison.
1: Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you as well. That's a big factor, yeah. but I'm blessed that my family hate me. <laughs> so I don't really need to worry about that.
2: <laughs> oh, it's fucking brilliant. Uh okay. I was always and, the black and sheep. Do they, and do they hate you because you speak out? Is that why? Yeah. Four other reasons, which we could get personal if you want. <laughs>
1: oh no, they hate me because I'm uh I, I'm the black sheep. Huh. Uh, and uh, my father loved me for it. My mother hated me for it. Um, so I'm not saying my mum hates me, but that's a trait <laughs> that I have that my mother doesn't like. My cousins, well, they can't stand me because, basically, growing up, I didn't really give a shit about them. You know, I, I was too consumed with my friends, my own life, my people. I wasn't just because you relate you relate me in blood doesn't mean that I'm I have to be, you know, uh, around you all the time.
2: Quite yeah, frankly, I, I
1: couldn't stand I couldn't yeah, stand I just, the fucking.
2: I agree with you there.
1: I'd rather hang out with my Greek my Greek mates and Italian mates and Portuguese mates, and and you know my other Lebo mates and I just so I had no problem with uh in fact i some of the some of the biggest hate mail that i (laughs) some of my biggest trolls are actually my relatives
2: (laughs) yeah is not that the case though i've heard that so many times i mean even here in the u.s with this whole vaccination thing i mean i just see it online i hear stories of just family members are the ones that are ripping you to shreds and telling you're a horrible person
1: I just reply back to them, so nothing's changed? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know? I I, I actually get worried if I get a message from one of my cousins saying to me, I love you, (laughs) cuz. Because the next question after that is, can I borrow some money? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I'm going to get hammered now, because every time I talk about anything to do with family, I get about 50 50 messages you fucking can't you fucking stop talking about us
2: <laughs> hey man we're here, we're here for the truth romeo that's you know? it so if, if the family can't handle the truth then they can't handle it
1: oh uh, look uh there is one particular person not gonna name any names but i knew that this virus was absolutely bullshit not on scientific proof not because I've read so many studies that, you know, I get hundreds of them and I try to read as many as I can. Some of them are just so long that I can't get through. it. It's just, um, but because a particular family member has stayed quiet and not come out and took the opportunity to abuse me to tell everybody that I'm a liar, that I don't know what I'm talking about, because throughout my family history, this particular person has gone out of their way to make me look like the most evil individual, this planet. Like seriously, some of some of the stuff that this person has said out said to me, basically she's aligned me with Adolf Hitler. You know? And she's she stayed quiet. Not a word, not a peep. And I always said, hmm, this is strange. Mm. If this wasn't real, sorry, if this was real, why isn't she speaking up? Why isn't she attacking me? I said, this doesn't add up. And that led me down the track of more study and more. And I now I know it's about money. And she's making a shitload.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Very, very. I've got. I've got. I've got, many, I've got many questions on, on, on that one. <laughs> you got, you got
1: COVID payments.
0: Mm. You heard of COVID
1: payments? Employees getting COVID payments? How's oh, fifteen hundred yeah. bucks a week on top of your normal wage? Would that keep you quiet, Joel?
0: Yeah, I, 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 I hear you, man. I, I now I hear you loud and clear for sure. And I mean, this is bribery right on some level i mean here let us let us take more of your freedoms and here, here, here's the hush money essentially is what the government's doing in, in that oh, regard of course yeah
1: well the the big pharma pays the politicians hush money but and then they sort of trickle it down through the people that they need to stay quiet apra comes out and tells every single doctor shut your mouth
2: hmm. Yeah, shut your mouth, well, or we'll take this... your license away.
1: Yeah, yeah. So why are we still believing doctors?
2: Oh, I stopped a very long time ago.
1: I've got very good doctors that feed me information. I can't mention their name. I can't mention what they do, as in what what part of the medical field they're in. But they feed me information, and that's great. And I tell them, use me, use me. Like right now, there's a there's a Um, a generic brand of of, uh, medicine that combats uh, the virus. You can order it from America. You guys have got it over there. I forgot what the name was. I've got to look it up through my phone. And that was fed to me by doctors. And you can order it within four days you'll have it here in Australia. And whether you've got the virus or not, it's gone. It's 10,000 international units per pill. Now they're saying that you need 2,000 doctors. These doctors are telling me, no, no, you need 10,000. And in America, you can buy it. And it's got 10,000 units mixed with zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, you just pop this pill and it will smash the virus, absolutely annihilate it within three days. But no, take the jab. That's going to save your life. No, everything else is illegal.
2: Money, take money, the money, jab.
1: Money. Yeah, man. You know your your President Biden. The only reason why he takes the jab is because they prom- they promise him a lollipop after he takes it. He sits there.
2: <laughs>
1: lollipop.
2: <laughs> Who? Yeah, what? He, he's severely cognitively dis, uh, impaired. What flavor do you reckon he likes? Uh, yeah, what flavor? I don't know. Strawberry, I think. Sorry, strawberry, i have
0: I've
1: got, well, I've, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot, well, had a lot of connections in the White House. If <laughs> You believe that, you'll believe anything. But I heard a story once. Uh, the day after Biden was sworn in as the President is it the 46th president of the United States? Is, is that? The, I think so. Um, he's standing at the door of the Oval Office. And one of his aides walked past and said, excuse me, Mr. President, can I help you? He said, yeah, I'm waiting to meet the president.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no way.
1: <laughs> nah, that's just one of my jokes that I make up about Biden. The bloke doesn't even know he's the president of He called. He called the Australian Prime Minister, the the bloke from the land down under. The bloke. From- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. just went. You know, I want to thank that bloke from there, from the land down under. I want to thank you.
0: It's what a, the? Oh, it's a fucking clown show, bro. It is. all thing's a clown show, man. <laughs> On that note. We're gonna wrap up the first half of this episode for the public. Thank you for tuning in so far. Um, to our members, keep listening and we'll see you on the other side shortly. All right, everybody. Welcome to part two of this episode with Romeo to our members. Thank you for being here with us and thank you for supporting us. Um, all right, so Romeo, obviously we've all been through an incredibly intense 18 months, 19 months, 20 months, people are beginning to wake up. The veil is beginning to rattle. Um, From your perspective, what are the solutions moving moving forward? For those that are aware and are awake, how can we begin to reconcile what's taken place and draw back some power?
1: Firstly, to acknowledge that if you believe in this, you shouldn't be persecuted for it if you don't believe in this, you shouldn't be persecuted for it. That's the first step we must acknowledge because freedom is based on the ability to decide what you wanna believe in or what you wanna do and all that kind of stuff. So by saying, if you believe in this, you're an idiot, we're not gonna move forward. And by saying, you don't believe in this, you're an idiot, we're not gonna move forward. We need to say, right, whether you believe in this or not, what we need to do is unite and put in measures to please everybody. For example, if you want to wear a mask, knock yourself out. If you want to take the juice, knock yourself out. I support you. Mm -hmm. That's what makes you happy you're free to do so. On the other hand, I do not want to wear a mask. I do not want to be juiced. You must accept my decision. And together, we open up the country. We open up the state. And if restaurants, for example, want to continue with the social distancing rule, we can respect that. The restaurants that don't, we can respect that. But that's the only way I can see us moving forward. That's acknowledging that everybody has the right to believe what they want to believe, without any persecution, ramifications, um, abuse, anything at all. That's 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 my take on it.
0: Mm, it's, it's
1: Unity, issue. I guess. What'd you say?
0: It's, Unity. Unity. Yeah. And it it is it is a big problem, and I mean it's it's going to be hard to get to that place because so many of us are now so I guess entangled in our own beliefs because we've stood in them for for, for so long, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But f- fundamentally, I, I I definitely agree with you. I mean, even for from the truth seeker's perspective, if it's freedom that we want, we have to allow that freedom for every single person. We can't be out there, you know what I mean, bashing the bat to people that. That aren't aren't seeing it the same way that we that we see it. So we've been told we can
1: implement sort of laws mm. to deal with the dickheads. If you dob in a neighbour, yeah, you cop a fine. Which is what they're doing in Florida. If you stop a customer who is not juiced to come into the shop, five thousand mm. dollar fine. If you abuse somebody for not wearing a mask, $5,000 fine. All of a sudden it's disappeared. Everybody now is minding their own business. Everybody now is, you know, just doing what's right by them. Yeah. There's no more abuse. Yeah. So I reckon we should do the same along here. Like why should I be walking down the street or walking through the park? And like, for example, two weeks ago, I was walking through the park and I had this mask here. Because I wanted to breathe through my nose. Yeah. So I'm trying to be respectful, but I, I, for God's sake, I need to breathe. I see a lady say to her son, that's the reason why the virus is spreading. I turned around and said to her, no, the only reason why the virus is spreading is because of fuckwits like you. <laughs> she should cop a fine.
2: This is that's, right? you, that's unity, Romeo, right there.
1: <laughs> God, I mean, like, seriously, I've got the thing like this. Like this. <laughs> what more do you want? Do you want it like this, for God's sake? Is that what you want? <laughs> like, come on. People like this, uh, you know, if, if you want to find people, find the dickheads that, that tell people off. And don't mind their own business.
2: Oh, we're, we're and we we mind you. she must
1: have been ten meters away.
2: Yeah. Do you call them? Do you call them Karens? Karens in the in Australia as well, or, no? or do you have a different name? No, we got Karens. We call yeah. them Karens.
0: Oh, the fucking Karens. But yeah. we we're doing the opposite. We're we're about to reward businesses for promoting segregation, right? And now you have all these business these business owners, um, who are who don't want to promote the segregation, but all of a sudden they're they're just like, I just want to keep my income. I just want to stay open. I don't don't want to get the fine. It's it's completely backwards to what it is that you're even suggesting.
1: Well, the police commissioner in New South Wales did come out and say, it's not going to be be the police's um, job to enforce uh, this uh, unvaccinated, unjabbed and jab. It's not our job. We're not going to enter restaurants. And then we've got the health minister saying no, you will. And then the police commissioner replies, no, I'm not. So they're fighting with each other now, and it's a good thing because even coppers are over it. The police yeah. are over
0: it. Yeah. 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 Like we, like it's 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 hard to to take to take the backwards view because I know from my perspective, I'm I've kind of come to the point where they're all fucking corrupt. They're all in the boat together. You mean they're all they're all yeah. in the lie. But there are obviously differences within these people in these positions and these arguments are being had. Um, you know what I mean? But I think through all this process, people are so traumatized that they just believe it's, it's a complete conspiracy from the top level and everyone is involved and there's no internal conflicts within the government.
1: To all the people, to all the business owners that, um, are going, are, going, are going to go along with this. My message is this. To all the people that go to a restaurant and they say, if you're not vaccinated, don't come in. Go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere else. And to the business owners, you've just lost making money. And if you want to lose money, I've n- what kind of an imbecile would open up a business
2: to turn away c- business? What's the point, <laughs> right? I know uh, it seems so like logical. Let's open up a business, but turn away business because yes. the government said so. They know that the fines can't
1: be upheld in court. Not one single fine has been paid. Not one.
0: What do you mean? Be, be specific. What? Not one of what fine? Not
1: one of the anything. The protesting fines. Yeah. The mask fines, the having people over your house fines.
0: Yeah. Nothing. So the breaches nothing. of the public health order, anyone that's challenged them, they've they've been successful in their challenges. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So,
1: man, I've got a business to run. I'm not going to sit here and ask every single person, are you vaccinated or not vaccinated or whatever. I've got a business to run. And you, you're you're in the construction sector, right? No, I was, no. I used to be in the in the uh, logistics trucking, delivering uh, delivering gas. Yeah, you know, I've no, lost I, I lost know. my job. Yeah, I lost my job. You know, but I don't take it. It's opened up opportunities for me. I've been able to focus my energy on becoming or doing what I love to do, and that's helping people. Whereas before, I used to have meetings, and because I was at work, I used to have to so say, "Can't make it to that meeting because I got work." I can't make it to this meeting at this time. We have to reschedule. Now I'm just totally 100% focused on getting the word out, helping as many people as I can. And time is mine. And I'm actually working longer hours now than I did when I had a job.
0: Yeah. So you, you lost your job over, over this situation. So you. you over, yeah, they wanted me to get the, get the jab. Oh, wow. Well, yeah yeah i'm i'm hearing it a lot man particularly like in 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 those industries um uh, people that simply like they don't want to do this their, their spirit their body their vessel is is completely against it but they're just over having to explain this everywhere they go it's all their different sites all their different jobs that they have they have capitulated and they they don't want to capitulate um but it's it's just the saddest thing in the world that they're being forced to make decisions over their body, their health and medical decisions because they're they're worried about having difficult conversations or you know what I mean it's it, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit to be honest with you. When you accept and realize what life is about, it's easy to
1: stand your ground. I agree if you accept and realize that the reason why you're here is to try and make a difference the decision becomes easy but if you're a person that you believes that I'm here so I can have a big house a fast car all the materialistic shit then then I'm sorry I can't help you yeah you're never going to be strong you're never going to be fearless To me, do I want to lose my house? Of course not. Am I willing to lose it? Yes, I am. If it means protecting my wife and my children, a house is built from mortar and bricks. It has no soul. It's only alive because of the family that's inside of it. Now, unless they say to me, they're going to take my wife and children away from me unless i'm juiced i can i'm going to i'm going to remain free of this i'm going to even if i lose my house and my cars i'll get i'll get others because i'm i believe that i'm here to make a difference i have a purpose in this life to try and change as much as i can for the better but If they ever say to me, we'll take your family away from you. Well, I'm quite openly say that I will take arms. Because that is something only God can take away from me. No human, no mortal man can take away my wife and my children. But until then, I will use this and this to wage my war. Because... I don't need to take arms to protect a dwelling or to protect the car. I need to take arms to protect my children and my wife. Yeah. But we will never get to that stage.
0: Have you always been, have you have you always felt this sense of purpose in your life or is it something that's more so come about over the course of this period?
1: I've always been somebody that loved to help. Even from a very young age. Um, but it kicked in when my son was born. I must do something to make this world a better place for him. And then it was reinforced when my daughter was born, and then it was forged in steel when my third daughter was born. So I'm I'm unbreakable. I'm samurai steel, freaking body you know. I've been, I've been burnt and in fire and smashed so many times in my life that I have become unbreakable. i got no more tears, so I don't cry anymore. Um, everything that's happened to me in my life has led me to this. I will not break
0: because
1: I can't be broken. So that's it. that that's what made me become who I am.
0: Yeah let me let me bring this to you. So part of what I do in 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 my life and my service and my purpose is I help people find their purpose and help them recognize who they are. and i'm I'm versed in mystery school traditions and different divination arts. So in the, the ancient Egyptian zodiac, there's thirty six constellations, okay? And each one of those constellations rules a 10-day period. And each one of those periods is linked to a certain card of the tarot, of the minor arcana. And the card that rules you, that you were born to, is this. It's the Five of Swords. Now, it's this guy against the world, right? He is the primordial black sheep. Now, on the positive level, the strengths of this card, literally, they mean handling conflicts, It means balancing differences of opinion. It means being upfront, being transparent, being straightforward, making your opinions clear, standing up for yourself, speaking out despite controversy, not being afraid of conflict, not easily feeling defeated. It means having the last word. Um, So I don't know if what I'm sharing with you resonates in your being right now, but what I'm telling to you, what I'm telling to you from my perspective, from what I'm seeing, is that you were born with this purpose. You were born for this reason. This is a gift that you have that nobody else really has. This is a certain strength that you have that other people might not have. This is him against the world, man. And this is really what I see in you. Well, wow, thank you. That's that, a lot of what
1: you said is so true about me. And now you've just explained to me why my family hates me.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you can have some more peace over it now. You're like it's in yeah. the cards. So <laughs> no, all my dead.
1: relatives that's gonna watch this. It's not my fault. That's who I was born. Go take yeah. it up with my mom and my dad. it's, it's
2: <laughs> true,
0: man. This, 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 is a very thorny card, dude. And on the shadow yeah. side, like the negative side of it, it is, it is, it is conflict. It's quarrel. It's, it's frustration. Yeah. It's disinformation. It's people trying to, you mean, bring you down through scheming, through perjury, through rumor, yeah. through gossip. Like that's that, that's what this image represents. And it's just crazy how. Wow,
1: that's incredible. Thank yeah. you for that, Joel. That's awesome. Uh, nah,
0: you're, no. you're, you're so welcome man it's, just, it's crazy with all these clients that i've with how this life theme through these cards just somehow it's played out in their life as, as, as a general theme you know what i mean um so nah you're welcome but I, the, the the main the main thing from here is that we were we, we all are born with a purpose we all do have a divine reason for being here whether you believe in incarnation or whatever religious perspective you want to take it from you're not meant to be like anybody else. You are unlike anybody else. But the way- he,
1: he's, yeah. here's the downside to that story. <laughs> I once dabbled in, like, trying to find out if I lived another life. Mm-hmm. And I went and met this lady down in uh, Redfern somewhere, whatever. And she said to me, "Yet yeah, you have lived another life. Now, I'm into... Growing up, I loved everything about Vietnam. Okay, I loved the music of that era. I still listen to it now. Uh, I love the, the, the I love the image of Vietnam, like American soldiers with the bat. I've got it all that stuff. I've until this day. I, my favorite movies are Vietnam movies, war movies. You yeah. know, Platoon, Once Were Soldiers, um, stuff like that. Uh, there was a series throughout the '80s that was called Tour of Duty. And there is no way on God's earth I was ever gonna miss an episode. I was just glued to the TV. So as I grew older, I started to, I I asked myself once, I wonder why I'm so in love with the Vietnam War history. So I went to this lady and I asked her and she started doing all this stuff. And she said to me, actually, Romeo, you're an Australian soldier who died in Vietnam in 1972. Now, I was born in 1973. Whoa. Okay? But I want to tell because I, <laughs> you know, I always pictured myself as this Rambo that's undefeated, but apparently I've died in every single war <laughs> from World War One to World War II to the Korean War <laughs> to every single war Australia's been part of. I've died in every freaking war. I've never survived the war. Hey,
2: Romeo. So
1: I'm hoping I don't die in this one.
2: Hey, Romeo, it's all the rites of passages that have led you to who you are now to fight this, this true great war. Yeah, well, you
1: know, God, I've died enough times. You know, I can honestly say that, you know, I've died five times and I'm still alive. <laughs> but yeah, that's what she
2: told me. So it's quite, quite. Uh, yeah, it's interesting.
0: Very interesting, man. And I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm open to it personally. You I mean I don't know the answers. I, I truly don't. Yeah. I think anyone that does claim to know mm-hmm. the answers is. I
2: mean, there, yeah, there was a docu series or a news report where this one kid was like four or five years old. I don't know how old he was, and he was just speaking and talking about like how he died and where he died and I think what his name was and 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 they brought they were able to trace it back to like dying in some war in the same exact way, and he knew his name. I mean, it's trippy. We don't know where this. We don't know what, there's just so many unanswered questions about life, about history, yeah. about who we are, about I where mean, we come from. And we're so, we. so many of us are so arrogant to think we have all the answers because we've lived 20 years and we went to a college education and we've read some headlines. Like it's ridiculous, the arrogance that people have, that they think so much, that they know so much. It's like, you don't know shit. And the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. And I know a lot of stuff and I, I know, I know less of what I know by by 20 fold, you know, a thousand fold, you know what I mean? And it's like that humility is what's necessary. And our premiers and our prime ministers and our presidents and our governments, they don't have that humility to understand that they don't have all the answers. They don't know everything. Or doctors that have gone through a certain specific kind of education and they, they haven't been exposed to other information, other knowledge, they don't have that humility. And that's the problem. Um.
1: I, my problem is when I tell that story, I get a lot of Christians who, because I'm a devout Christian, I love God, I love Jesus, so I I enjoy prayer. Um, they're going to me, you're an idiot. You're a devout Christian. Why would you say, why would you believe in reincarnation and uh, and all that kind of stuff? I said, hold on a minute. I also had that believe that God is the almighty creator and nobody questions him. So how do you know that God, when I died in World War One, I, I went before God, he goes, you know what? I think you can do a better job, go back again. <laughs> How do you know? And then I died in World War II and he goes, you know what? I think you're getting better, but you need to try a little bit harder. Then I went to the Korean War, he goes, you know what? You lasted a little bit longer. I think, yeah, one more go. And now I think he's saying to me, you know, after I died in the Vietnam War, he probably turned around and said, yeah, well, you know, this is your last chance. Make it count, right? Make it count. Go back. Off you go. Get out of here. <laughs> so, but on a serious note, why can't we, why can't God do that? Why can't God say to somebody, I believe you can do a better job. Go back.
0: Yeah. I'm with you, man. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Again, we yeah. don't know. I hope he pats you on the back this time, bro. <laughs> yeah. I hope he lets me in because I'm sick and
1: tired of dying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man. Where do you think, yeah. Romeo, where do you think Australia goes from here? Like, what do you picture is going to happen?
0: Like long picture, long-term picture. Yeah,
2: like one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years. What do, you, what do you see happening? Well, according to the United Australia
1: Party, which is nudging 65,000 members now, which is the biggest political party to membership-wise in the history of Australia, Uh, That tells me that a lot of people are awakening and wanna be part of this movement, which means change. So we have our elections in May next year. And if the UAP wins, the United Australia party wins and takes power, some of our policies are based on unity, uh, policies in construction, policies in industry, policies in farming. And it's all about Australia and Australians first. Invest, 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 similar to Donald Trump, what he did. Um, we must appease the ones that believe in this. So in that sense, we will just basically say to businesses, it's you, you run the show, you own the business. Uh, we're gonna remove mandating of the jab that's gone. It's all about free choice. Uh, we're going to remove the passport <coughs> vaccine. Um, and But to try and combat or try and keep the people that believe in this thing happy as well, because as a government, you need to represent everyone, you know, the majority and the minority. Be fair. We might, they're thinking along the lines where if you fly back into Australia, you might have to quarantine at home for seven days. Get tested or whatever. Um, And that's, and anybody that knows about traveling, the jet lag, you need five to seven days to get over it, maybe even 14 days to get over. So we, that's our aim. And I believe through this way, we can go back really, really quickly to the way we were, but this time we have people in power that use this for the Australian people, not use this for their own pocket. That's that's how we're going to go back to it. But go th- back to you, basically don't feel
0: what like, we were. Don't you feel like on some level that the Australian population has become so infected with this mind virus of, you know what I mean? Our, our, our freedom means the greater good of all of us injecting ourselves with the juice, that if someone like Craig Kelly or the UAP got into power, like they would just see him as some kind of far right-wing extremist um, for, 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 for wanting the basic things. But that's
1: communism. Just what you said right there is the hmm. definition of communism, the greater good.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's
1: how Lenin sold
0: his idea. That's what yeah. Marxism is all about. This is what I'm saying: the the people were always complicit. It never happened without the people. The people, every yeah. single time, were cheering. Right? They were they yeah. were all for it. Yeah. And for me, I just, I, don't, I just look and I think it's such a big stretch now for these people that are so far down this road to to, to come back of that of that to, to that place of you know what I mean of of, of freedom of true independence. I
1: uh, I, I think just as quickly as they brainwashed so many people to believe that in this thing is we can so quickly brainwash them to let them know that everything (laughs) that happened to them was a lie. Mm. Who do you use? Media. You can can brainwash millions over half an hour segment. Media. We need to unbrainwash everybody. And remind them, and what's going, what is beneficial and what's working for the Australian people is, unlike Russia, where 99% of the population were peasants, poor, had nothing, and up comes Lenin with this beautiful idea that says the people will own everything. So they've gone, well, I can go from owning nothing to owning everything. But it's a Ponzi scheme. It's a pyramid. It's a a lie. Because there must be always somebody at the top to control everything. And all the people at the bottom do everything to feed the hierarchy. But if you make them feel good about being slaves, if you make them feel good about giving away their freedoms, they'll, they'll love you for it. But here in Australia, the biggest, the majority of people are middle-class. They own their own home, they have a nice car, they've got a little bit of savings in the bank, they've worked so hard. Their kids go to a good school, you know, they're able to go out once a week and have a feed in a restaurant. These people, we must let them know that it's gonna go from you owning something to you owning nothing and it's these people that are going to arc up mm. get me yeah that's how that's what we need to take advantage of the yeah. ability that our our major population is made up of middle class who've worked damn hard for what they have yeah you threaten that and they'll arc up
0: yeah no you're right yeah.
2: So, so Romeo, obviously you said before that you lost your jab for, for reasons of not wanting to get the juice and that your mission is to help people. And so how, how do you go about doing that? Do you want to get into politics? Are you in politics or are you just as a, as an ordinary bloke? Cause you said before, just with whatever platform you have speaking out about the things that you believe in, like what's your, what's your vision, even for yourself moving forward?
1: Mm. I'm currently torn between two roads. I'm at a fork in the road right now. Uh, I have been you know considered for a seat in politics, but I've also been approached by very influential people who want to, who want to keep my voice going and keep my particular style going and that means through podcasts and and, and getting you know, advertising and all that kind of stuff. Now I'm saying to myself, where I'm not, where can I make more money? Where can I be more powerful? Where can I help more people? Now being part of the UAP means that I might be, I might not agree with something that they're going to do, but I have to stay quiet because I'm part of this organization, which happens a lot in politics. Or allow the UAP to develop, support it, continue to support it. Let Australia go back to the way it was, but take allow these people that want to help me to develop myself develop the message that i want to get out there and stay open and be able to criticize what i do not believe is right will i be more powerful that way or will i be more powerful to help people if i'm part of the uap and i might be gagged yeah this is what i'm facing right now so I'm not sure. It's a question. It's a lot of soul searching. Yeah. A lot of doors have been opened up to me, but I'm trying to find the door that I can help the most with. Now the door on the right might be millions and millions of dollars worth of advertising. And the door on the left will be a good income to support my family to continue. Um, and I'm able to help millions of people. As God is my witness, I would take the door on the left. It's just who I am. I'll say, right, this job allows me to support my family. It's, it's enough for me. Thank you very much. But this job allows me to help millions of Australians. Whereas this job it's basically taking it because there's millions and millions of dollars involved. and I don't, and, I, and, I, and I can't do that. Money doesn't make you happy. Money is there to be used to allow you to get what you need. That's it.
2: On top of that, though, because you seem like such a a genuine, truthful person, would you feel content having to gag yourself and not speak your full truth? No. No
1: way. I couldn't deal with it. You know? I I can't... I can't be silenced. Even now with Craig Kelly, when we talk, you know, if I've got something to say, I'll say it. Yeah. I won't hold back and he's the leader of the Uap I won't hold back it's not a it's not a violent conversation it's not an abusive conversation it's two people who believe and and I'll be I'll, I'll be honest 99.9 percent of what Craig says I agree with but that one percent doesn't mean 0.1 uh, percent doesn't mean that I'm going to be quiet about it. I'll speak up so no I don't agree with that I agree with the first part. I don't agree with the second part, you know? You're like, I'll, I'll ring him up and say, Craig, I'm fucking sick and tired of calling you and you're not answering the phone. I'm busy, I don't give a fuck. Answer the phone. Yeah. Craig, hmm. I've got too many people that need your help. Get a, get a fucking assistant. And I swear, get an assistant. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> oh, you know, he said to me the other day, we had no idea that this, this party would grow so quickly. I said, big fuck, it's grown. Do something about it. Get an assistant. Put it on and he did. There's an office being put together. He got himself an assistant. But I don't that's how I talk to him. I don't, oh, Mr. MP, your highness, you know, fuck that shit. It's great. <laughs> but you know, that's you're, who I am. I'll never change.
0: you but I
1: do respect the bloke. I I respect him immensely. Oh yeah, you know, and he respects me, but he talks to me the same way as well. You know, if he rings me up and I've I've missed his phone call, when I call him back, he goes, "What? You're too important now." He'll hammer me, and it's good. It's an open relationship. It's a it's good communication. It's honest.
2: Yeah, it's always the best that way. That's the relationship uh, Joel and I have. <laughs> yeah. How did you two meet? How do
1: how did you guys uh, start
2: doing this? Uh, uh, we actually my wife and I were interviewed uh, on the unslaved podcast last year a couple episodes and Joel saw our episodes and uh, was impacted by them and then he hit me up on Instagram like in March and we realized yeah. we we're on the same page and we both wanted to do a podcast and we just fucking did it we we, we yeah. I think that night we we recorded our first episode yeah our and second then we well,
0: conversation our second conversation ever we recorded our first episode it was just just divine synchronicity man and this this that's what we both neither of us believe in coincidences and we 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 just go with what with what feels good and this is kind of where i wanted to go to now because urasimus is a student of another system called human design so urasimus romeo is a sacral generator as a sacral generator how would you advise romeo to make decisions suited to him when he's talking about i don't know which way to go
2: well, I won't get too into the system, but the by being a sacral generator, it means your your inner authority, which is your decision-making process, is all about honoring your gut, that that deep part of you that uh huh uh huh or the uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. And so, if you allow things to get into the mind, you start weighing things out. It's a it's a it's a physical, it's a subconscious, it's a deep process wow. of like what do you fuck, what lights you up, what what are you drawn to, what do you what are you jazzed up and juiced up about? Not juiced up the <laughs> juiced up, but the other juiced up, you know, and going with that because if you try to mind fuck it, that's not appropriate and and for you in terms of the system based on the information you gave us. So You're you so right. The- wow. Yeah. You're so right.
1: That's how I feel in my gut. I'm kind of scared when you said generator. I'm going, I I'm a power plug, a power sports system. Well but, it is. Um,
2: no, that's this is a generator. We're we're the builders, we're the ones that have the juice. to keep it going we're the energizer bunnies that can do 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 and and outlast other people you know other a certain percentage i won't get into that but you have that juice man
1: well you know you're 100 right i thank you for saying that um i do feel as though if i go down the door of podcasting um interviews talk about god humor talk about the political party i could You know, people can reach out to me and say, hey, I need help. And because of my political connections, I'm able to say, right, you need to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And provide that with that, with that help. And at the same time, I can say people, I can have people say to me, Romeo, we're really not happy with what the UAP are doing right now. Is is there any way we can sort of voice our opinion? And that I could be, yep, no worries. Come, you know, hey, Craig, People are saying this stuff, you know, what are we going to do about it? I could be that link and that's more power, able to help people and to keep the UAP down the path that the people want the UAP to be on. So yeah, I am leading towards that way.
0: Yeah, man. Um, the key yeah. is, is to, with is what excites you most. You need to go with what, which one actually excites you most. When you that ask one. the question to yourself. Yeah. That that's, one. That's, that's, this is how you're designed to make decisions.
1: Seriously, I can't see my like with I can see myself in parliament right now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they like they bore the shit out of me. And you know, Mr. Speaker, I'm the type of guy where I'll be hearing a politician speak from across the bench and I'll be saying, Mr. Speaker, tell that fuck with the shut up. He's a lawyer.
2: Yeah, That's not really, that's not the, you know,
1: and I think I'll be very welcome.
2: No, and that's why I even asked those questions before. You know, I was curious. You were, you were giving the two options and just experiencing you now and who you are and then knowing all this other information. It's like, I can't imagine someone trying to gag you. I can't imagine you rolling up with a suit and tie and yes, 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 whatever you say, you know, you're like, fuck off. Yeah,
1: you know? but I, you know, I, I'll be like, because to me, parliament would be like school. Now, I I know why I'm there. I'm there to make, if I'm there, I'll be there to make Australia better. But at the same time, I am so sick of the rubbish and the lies and the bullshit and the acting that if I see one of these politicians doing a media release with the cameras in front of him and he's all proper, I'll 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 be the heckler in the back. You're a dickhead. You're a dickhead. Shut up, you moron. That's, that'll be me, and they'll turn around and go, "Oh, it's the MP of the seat of Watson calling the MP of whatever." You're a dickhead. That because they need, they need, re, they need a shot of re, uh, reality. They need to really know how they look like to the Australian people. Like I see two years ago, I see these two politicians. They're as skinny as shit with boxing gloves on. They're doing a media race. And they go, "We're gonna." We're gonna throw a right hook and knock them out, man. You two fucking imbeciles couldn't even pick up those twelve-pound boxing gloves. <laughs> yeah, you want to tell you're not like they're so fake that I I would rip them to bits.
0: Yeah,
1: I just abuse them constantly. You know, if I saw if I saw Scott Morrison walking down the hall, I'd be the guy saying, fat man!" I'd be him through my door. You know, I'd I'd just be abusing him, and then I'll get kicked out. Yeah, so right. I need to be I need I to be lectured. Not- in, Political ethics. I reckon
0: you should be you should be hosting a political podcast where you just rip shit on these politicians, bro. You just grab footage, grab whatever you need. That's what I just, would love. Just destroy them, man. Yeah. That's oh,
1: like Barnaby Joyce. Barnaby Joyce wants to teach us. Barnaby Joyce is the second in charge here in Australia. He's under the Prime Minister. He's the leader of the Nationals, which makes him deputy prime minister. Barnaby Joyce wants to come out and tell us how to be morally correct. The bloke can't even follow the Ten Commandments. Yet he wants to tell us to be morally correct and to follow the government's rules. The bloke cheated on his wife. He's an adulterer. He shagged the tech secretary and she fell pregnant. And he wants to come out and preach to us about morals and dignity and respect. Shut up, you imbecile. If you can't even follow the Ten Commandments, who are you to tell me that I, what rules I have to follow? Go look at yourself. You're a thief because you stole all those years from your wife, the woman that gave you children. You didn't have the dignity to say to her, listen, I'm not in love with you anymore. I fall in love with someone else. That's life. Let's just end it. No, you'd come home after cheating on her and pretend like nothing. So you're a thief, you're a con artist, you're a liar, and you're an adulterer. And you want to sit there, Barnaby Joyce, and tell me about morals and ethics? Shut the fuck up, get out of here.
0: It's
1: like listening to a drunk tell you how bad drinking is. (laughs)
0: it's true man i mean i just i wish that more people would just see these people for who they are and what they are and stop outsourcing so much of our power to the the most immoral of us to make decisions for us Mm -hmm. like it truly it truly is the upside down at times like truly man yeah absolutely yeah
2: people are so afraid of like stepping on someone's toes or being seen a certain way or or hurting other people's feelings or be offending someone. And, and it's just like, I love the realness of how you are, Romeo. I love the realness of this conversation, you know, you know, maybe for politics, I don't know, but for being you and for, for doing whatever you want to do and speaking out and having a platform, like, fuck yeah, man, do you do what lights you up. That's it. Uh, It's
1: easy out it's easier to uphold the truth than it is to uphold the lie.
0: Mm, always.
1: So much easier. So to be quite honest, I'm lazy as fuck and I, I'll do the laziest thing. And, and I just realized that speaking the truth and upholding it and uh, is a lot easier to do than pretending I'm somebody I'm not. It's very tiring.
0: Absolutely, man, hundred percent. And but I mean, this, this is kind of the burden that most people have. The burden that most people have is that they're not being themselves. So every single day they have to wake up and carry this burden of continuing the charade of living the life that they've created for themselves, where they can't fucking be themselves whatsoever. Yeah. And it's and then they bl-
2: and then they blame symptoms on a virus. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And
1: a lot of people, I'm sorry to say, I'll be brutally honest. Um, A lot of these people now let's not kid ourselves. Everybody likes to have nice things. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Let's not beat around the bush. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants a nice car. Everybody wants a nice house. Um, Everybody wants nice things. I was blessed enough, maybe not back then, but when I bought my house, I bought it for $480,000. Now back then, everyone was saying, fool, you paid a, a lot of money for that. Hmm? And so did millions of other Australians. But these people that bought the house at 480,000 back in you know, 22 years ago, now have a house that's worth in excess of $2 million. And in the banking scheme, That's equity. Now you can either use that equity to purchase other properties, or you can use that equity to buy a $200,000 car, and pay that car off. Where we have fallen is, why do I want a $200,000 car? What's wrong with a $40,000 car? What's wrong with a $20,000 car? It's about image. And I quite frankly, don't give a flying fuck about image. I I am one of these people that owns a property that's worth $2 million. Do I have debt on it? Yes. But my debt compared to what it's worth is like, I've got all this money. But what I did was, I went and bought investment properties for my children. I don't want a $200,000 car. Now I'm blessed enough now that these investment properties that I bought with the equity of my home the the, it's positive gearing the rent pays it off i forget that i own these properties i forget i'm blessed but i work damn hard but there are so many people out there now that once they've reached this point in their life where they're so comfortable they've plummeted themselves back into debt in a wrong way by going buying a a land rover or range rover for two hundred thousand dollars a year down the track, it's only worth 80000 But they're still in debt. So they're forced to, oh, I've got a family to feed. i got a mortgage to pay. No, you don't. You have a $200,000 car that you went and fucking irresponsibly removed your equity in your home to go buy. Instead of going buying a property for your children so that when you pass away, you've left something for them to make their life a little bit easier than it was for you. Cause the, Roll, the Rolls Royce or the, the, the Range Rover is not going to make the kids any happier, but knowing that they've got a, a property that they can use to pers- basically help them when they're older. That's, that's how you're supposed to be using it. That's how you're supposed to be using equity in your home to do better for our children. Doesn't, doesn't cost much to feed children. Doesn't cost much to close children. But when you have taken something that you've worked so hard for to, to reduce the debt on it, and then all of a sudden take all that hard work and blow it on a vehicle, you're an idiot. You're the one that put yourself in the hole. That's why I can stand up and say, fuck my job. I'm not taking the job."
0: Yeah, that's freedom. That is freedom.
1: Do I have debt on me? Yes. But if I can go out and work two or three days a week, I can put food on the table. I can uh, pay that little bit to top up the mortgage. I can pay the bills. I might not have any savings left, but who gives a fuck? I'm free. And I've only got a $26,000 car because that's all I need. And I need a $200,000 car. Yeah. Be honest, be accepting, be grateful. That's it.
0: hear you, man. I think that's the perfect place to leave this conversation, my bro.
2: Yeah, I agree. Romeo, man, what a pleasure to meet you. Uh, really, really thankful that you're able to share some of your time with us and keep it real, man. I love keeping it fucking real. And that's how you roll.
1: I'm absolutely honored to have met you. Um, I look forward to possibly meeting you in person one day. I'd love, yeah. I'd love to come to California. I'd like to do a session down there at uh, at that beach where Arnold Schwarzenegger used to work. Cool, to cool. Work yeah. out.
2: I, I used yeah, to live. Man. I used to live two minutes from there. Yeah, you're welcome, uh, mate. Be great,
1: Joel. Thank you very much, mate. I truly appreciate it. Have a great, guys. Have a great day, guys, and uh, onwards and upwards, eh? Let's keep the fight going.
2: Yeah, man, all That's the good. best to you and your family, man. We'll keep rocking and rolling.
1: Take care,
0: guys. Thank you.
2: Thanks Take for having me. You. Take care, brother.
0: Bye. Bye-bye. And so, everyone, thanks for listening. See you next time. Smoking mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in a the time, they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms, because they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean.